0: We're all on the spot, but <laughs> we're not, we're not one bit happy. They did give us on this bus and we're not one bit happy.
1: For immediate reaction from around the grounds, catch League of Ireland late night. Every Friday, 10pm on Twitter Spaces. Follow at Off the
0: Ball. OTB. AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating
1: bar.
2: Gareth Roberts of the Anfield Rap. Good morning to you. Good morning. You okay? How are the
0: nerves? Yeah, starting to build up now. Starting to feel a little bit nervous walking into work there to see all the flags in town and everything, and it feels very close now. The
2: I was interested to see after the game last weekend that Jurgen Klopp was talking very quickly, as you would expect. That uh, you know, once that was over, it's over, and we park that, and we move on, and there's you know nobody. Uh, thinking or talking about it too much but the physical exertions are trying to get back against Wolves Garth, and the emotional rollercoaster almost of the way that uh, last 30-40 uh, minutes played out which mostly the players would have been aware of I suppose if they come up short this weekend that mad run in including last weekend will be cited
0: Yeah I mean they've played midweek weekends weekend every every match weekend since the middle of February so actually um, getting a few days this week will be massive for them. So I think they'll feel like the recharge for that reason for me. Because um, I, as I say, the schedule has been unbelievable. We, played, we obviously will play every possible game that you can play in a football season, 63 games. But I think they've been careful with the minutes. I think they've managed it. And I think the performance against Wolves, I think you can just sort of discount it. Because as you say, they knew what was going on. They could hear the fans cheering. The football wasn't great. The heads were obviously all over the show in that game, but I think in Paris they've had time to concentrate, they've had time to focus, they've had time to train, and they've had time to relax. So I think we'll see the benefits of that on Saturday.
2: Did you think they looked leggy against Wolves?
0: A, a little bit leggy, but also a little bit distracted. I mean, you know, they, they couldn't, they didn't keep the ball as well as they normally do. There was passes going astray. I think they were, they were visibly. Um, affected by, by us cheering Aston Villa goals in the stands. And there was even a a, a ghost goal, if you like, that went round the stadium mm-hmm. as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you could see when Mo Salah scored that he thought that was his big moment, that he'd won Liverpool the league. So, you know, the messaging wasn't quite right down to the pitch. Uh, Wolves obviously played with absolutely no pressure whatsoever and played quite well to be fair to them but yeah Liverpool on that day didn't play well but you look at how Liverpool have played in, in cup finals in big games down the years in general uh, I'd expect them to be on the money tomorrow night
1: What are you thinking in terms of team selection Gareth? What are the big questions and what are the answers to those questions is going to be?
0: I think um, I think the big questions probably start at centre-half. I mean, Virgil van Dijk was obviously rested uh, for the league game in readiness for this one. Obviously, you want him playing because he's so key to how Liverpool play. I think who lines up next to him is a little bit of a question because, you know, Karate's done well this season um, and, you know, Southampton game, as, a, as an example, he played very, very well and he actually he, he did a passable impression of Virgil van Dijk himself. <laughs> um, he wasn't so clever, I didn't think, um, the weekends just gone, and I'd expect Matup to come in. To be honest, switch it out of those two just for this experience. Um, he's been brilliant. He's a cool head, um, so I think he starts. I think the fullbacks pick themselves in midfield. There's a massive question mark because. We're waiting on. We're waiting to hear on the fitness of Tiago. Um, the news seemed to be relatively positive that he was in the gym. That it, you know the injury wasn't as bad as he first feared at the weekend. So we'll wait and see on that. Fabinho, we've seen him training, so you'd expect him to start, and that's brilliant. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see on Tiago. And then up front, I mean, again, there's a sort of there's a wealth of choices. There's five mm-hmm. five good strikers there, or five good forwards into three places. But I think, you know, in a Champions League final, I don't think you really mess about with it too much. I think you start Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, and Luis Diaz because he's been the man in form. Does the five subs thing I
1: guess lessen your fears about taking a risk on Thiago?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um and, and I think what Liverpool may do, obviously they'll, they'll run all kinds of tests on him, they'll be monitoring them all week. He may it may be that they just decide to use him for half an hour. Um what you know, second half or something like that um, and try and keep it tight up to that point um, so we'll see he might he might not be fit enough to play the 90 or, or it could of course go to extra time it could of course go to penalties so we'll see on that one uh, obviously if both him and, and Fabinho are being out, the midfield that Liverpool would be putting out would be a little bit concerning but I think having Fabinho back is absolutely huge because I don't think anyone at the club quite does the role as well as he does, I think Henderson can job there but is nowhere near as good because for me um, Fabinho is one of the best in the world in his position. So to have him there, hopefully fit, fired, and ready to go, is massive for Liverpool. Um, and then you know I would expect Henderson to be there. Um, and then I would probably say the other one is likely Kaita if it's not if it's not Thiago. And then if it's Thiago and Fabinho out, is it Kaita, uh,
1: Henderson, and Milner? Right.
0: Probably, um, you could maybe make a case for for Curtis Jones, but you know, feels big that to ask that of him in a Champions League final. He's not played that much football this season. Um, I still think he's a good player. A lot of people seem to to not really rate him. I think that's unfair. But yeah, you would probably go with the experience of Milner. But when you look at that mid- midfield you just talked about there, you would say, well, it looks like it lacks creativity a little bit. So, fingers crossed that that isn't the midfielder. I think, I think we definitely will see Fabinho. I think, yeah. I think that's, that's nailed on. Um, and then, Kaita for me, has done all right uh, in, in recent times. He's another one that splits opinion a little bit. But, you know, he can get the ball moving. He can play between the lines. He's creative. And when he's on it, he's a force to be reckoned with, to be fair to him.
2: If Thiago is out, and like you say, Garrett, like who knows? This is the half an hour in him? Is that the last half hour of the game? If he if he is out, how much does that shift your confidence about the outcome?
0: I'd still be confident because you you know we've obviously played without him before. We've won we've won a cup this season without him. He obviously was injured in the warm up for the league cup, um, and ultimately, virtually every game I've watched Liverpool play of the sixty two this season, uh, we've seen all of them. And Liverpool create chances no matter who starts in midfield. Obviously, there's a big chat about the midfield. It's what everyone's focusing on because there's a bit of jeopardy around it. But you can't tell me that Liverpool aren't going to create a chance in 90 minutes if the move a little bit different. They will do. They will do against this Real Madrid defence as well. We saw Man City score four against them in one match. Chelsea score three against them in one match. And both of those sides probably feel like they should have knocked Real Madrid out, um, given the chances that they had in those games. So I I don't see Real Madrid suddenly becoming this tight defensive unit that's able to stop our front three, no matter who the midfield is. Because obviously Liverpool can hit you very fast on the break. Diaz can carry the ball as good as anyone. And then, you know, Mo Salah, well, we know what he's got in his locker and we know that he really wants to perform against this particular opposition.
1: Does, has last year's fixture between these teams come into your thinking at all this week? Like, I know last year was such an anomaly for Liverpool, and when you look at that Liverpool team that played against Real Madrid in the first leg last year, when they were, they were beaten, it was Phillips and Quebec at centre half, so you can't really ever judge that era of Liverpool, but Fabinho and Keita were in midfield, I know, when Alden was the, was, was in there as well, and I guess there's this, this sense that, um, the, the opposition, uh, that they were up against is gonna be the midfield that's gonna start for Real Madrid, or have a very good chance of starting for Real Madrid this, Weekend in Modric, Crows and and Casemiro. So, do you take any of the lessons around that midfield battle from last season and bring them into to this weekend?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think it serves as a warning, doesn't it? That you know you can get a little bit complacent about all this. Some of the talk around Madrid, I think, is over the top in terms of you know lots of focus on on their age, lots of focus on. There's been a bit of a, a bit of, a bit of luck involved in their run to reach this stage this season, but you know the still Madrid aren't they? I think they've won the last seven finals. When they've reached the European Cup final, they've obviously won the competition 13 times. There's something about them in this competition, Um, and and obviously they back themselves as well, which is why they're wandering around the pitch with a a t shirt with 14 on uh, straight after they qualify for this final. So they won't be short of confidence, they're not short of talent, but of course, you know, they've got to be sort of allowed to play to an extent. And it's my thinking on it that. You know, I, I think when Liverpool played Chelsea in the FA Cup, obviously it went all the way and it ended up going to penalties. And you're getting daft people on the internet with banter analysis saying, "Ah, oh, you know, already beat them on penalties." Um, but but Liverpool Liverpool blew Chelsea away in the first ten minutes. He should have got the game won then. And I've seen Liverpool do that a few times. They obviously did it against Man City in the in the semi final as well of the same competition. And I think it feels like it's a tactic at times almost to scare the opposition, get in the faces, score an early goal, set the zone. And I think Liverpool might try and do that in this in this game as well, and make a lot of the of this chat redundant. Hopefully, that's that's where I'd like it to go. Like I said to you before, I can't see Liverpool not getting chances. So it's a case of taking those chances, and they have been pretty good at that. Obviously, ninety-four goals in the league this season, as well as the ninety-two points. You have got you know three players who are in in the twenties and thirties in terms of goal scoring. Uh, you know Salah thirty-one, Mane twenty-three, and um, Jota twenty-one this season but also there's there's 20 players 20 different players at Liverpool who've been on the score sheet this season so there's goals all over the pitch we've been good at set pieces as well um, we can talk all we want about the threat of Madrid and, and how they will trouble Liverpool but I I would go for the Bob Paisley maxim of let them worry about us
2: yeah and uh, yeah. they can uh, given the quality on the bench as well they can uh, throw the kitchen sink at it if needs be uh, down yeah. the stretch. I wasn't going to ask you about to compare the trebles Garth right but then I read David James saying that the 99 treble and if this one comes off that they both deserve to be on the same pedestal which had me thinking is there is that a really a talking point what's your view of it
0: I mean, you want to win the league, don't you, obviously. So, um, if you're comparing a treble that's included the league, then a treble that doesn't include the league isn't as good, uh, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Um, but equally, at any treble is brilliant. Let's, yeah. be, let, you know, let's not be daft about this. I mean, you know, we, we won one in 2001, and it's still one of my fondest memories of being a Liverpool fan, and that was the UEFA Cup, the FA Cup and the League Cup. Now, you know, Man United fans described that at the time as a Mickey Mouse treble, I had a fantastic time. I went to most of the games that season. I went to all of the finals. And it was an absolutely superb season to be a Red. So there was no Mickey Mouse talk in my household.
1: Yeah,
2: there's always going to be a bit of needle no matter what's going on in that uh, in that variety. Um, <clears throat> the Sadio Mane stuff, obviously, and there's more developments now in the last 24 hours, but uh, his quote here, if people haven't caught it yet this morning, I'm fully focused on Saturday's game. That's the answer I must give before the final, but come back to me on Saturday and I will give you the best answer you want to hear for sure. It's special. I will give you all you want to hear then. That to me looks like he's about to sign on the dotted line.
0: Sam's that way, doesn't it? And and fantastic, if so, because I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sadio. I think he's central to what Liverpool do. He's been brilliant second half of the season for Liverpool. I mean, if you think that, you know, he obviously went to AFCON. Uh, he was in a World Cup qualifier not long after that. He's been round the world twice, basically, this season, uh, if not more, and yet, you know, second half of the season, I think he's got 13 goals since he came back from AFCON. And he's been, he's been essentially Liverpool's best forward, um, Liverpool's best player. So if he's talking about signing, it's, it's fantastic news. There's been this, obviously, jeopardy around the three contracts of the front three or the established front three for a while now. Where Fabinho, Sadio and Mo Salah are all, all expiring in terms of contracts at the same time. Um, Klopp already threw something out there which no one seemed that bothered about which was Firmino's going nowhere and it didn't make any headlines whatsoever mm-hmm. for some reason uh, I still rate Firmino by the way I still think he can play a part uh, but yeah Sadio signing up absolutely brilliant I mean he's, you know, he's, he's 30 but he's still got loads in the tank as you can see and you know people are talking about him being a contender for the Ballon d'Or and things like that uh, why wouldn't you sign him up I think it's interesting as well in terms of how these things play out in that Someone somewhere is leaking something about him him being interested in Bayern Munich um, and Bayern Munich being interested in him. Now, joining the dots, is that coming from his agents? If so, well, you know, Sadio's not on the same him sheet here, is he? And he's just come out, as you say, and said something there, which very much sounds like he's staying at Liverpool. And if he is staying at Liverpool, fantastic news for Liverpool fans.
2: Martin Samuel was writing in the Daily Mail this morning, Gareth, that um, this could be sort of the last dance for this Liverpool group and that, you know, they will we've just been talking about contracts and who knows what happens. It looks like most of the main players are going to stay. But that that they're moving into a position where um, it could become a fragmented team, that they'll never be the same again. It actually feels like, to me, looking at it, almost the exact opposite. Klopp has signed up, Mane will probably sign up. Like that this group, the the Luis Diaz, we're talking about starting the Champions League final not on the radar for Liverpool uh, only a few months back so it almost feels like they've been quietly building something that is going to be sustainable over the next four or five years almost
0: yeah absolutely that I agree with you rather than rather than Martin there in that you know obviously already as you say Diaz has come in hit the ground running only going to get better um, Jotter also has come in um, you know, challenged the established front three You know, got into double figures himself this season as I said before um, you've got Harvey Elliott who at the start of the season was first choice then he's, he, he's gone out of the picture but he's round and about he's ready to go, he's clearly a talent so for me you know, Klopp's already building the next version of Liverpool at the same time as fielding this one um, so I wouldn't be concerned about it being the end of something it feels to me like it's very much the start. I mean, all this debate that there's been all week around, would it be a disappointment if Liverpool didn't win this final and all this kind of stuff? My, my sort of maximum on this has always been, and I've said it for years on the Anfield Rap, and before that I always wrote it in the fan that it did. If you're at this stage of the season and you, you're challenging, you're, at the, you're near the top of the league, you're in cup finals, and, and you're regularly doing that, You can't ask for much more than that. Sometimes a a cup final can be flip of a coin. Sometimes it can obviously be a penalty shooter. Liverpool have benefited twice from that this season already. Things can go to the wire. The, The league can be mad. We lost the league by one point. You know, there's no disappointment for me because the club are doing what I always wanted them to do, which is challenge for honours on the regular. Um, Liverpool aren't going away. Like, there will be players signed in the summer, and players will want to come and play for Jurgen Klopp because he's now on a longer contract as well. So I don't really see why seeds are being sown of, of something going wrong or something changing. You know, Liverpool are 100% here to stay. Garrett, enjoy the
2: game. Thanks million. Cheers, boys. OTB.